Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Steve and Sabrina, and this is a sort of new segment we're doing. These are uh, the two players. Oh, are we is John here as well? Surprise guest. All right, John. so we also have John. So these are the three original players from the Blood of the Demon Moon campaign. So that's the campaign where Bonebreaking Sect emerged from. And so what I'm going to be doing is introducing each of the players of the main of the main characters from that campaign. So I'm going to start from left to right on my screen. So I'm going to begin with Steve. Uh, Steve is the person who played Bonebreaker. And Steve, why don't you introduce yourself and the character a little bit? Uh, sure. Okay. Well, hi. I'm Steve. Uh, not much more really needs to be said about that. Uh, I've been playing, um, you know, since the Demon Moon Cult one, and now including the current one, uh, Disposable Disciples. So I have some characters over there as well. Uh, this was really the first character I had in the system, and I was lucky enough that he went all the way through. So Bonebreaker is pretty much the leader of the sect. Um, you know, someone who was very driven, and you know, kind of like to stick to his word and make deals, but also like having a very big entourage kind of, I, I modeled them uh, after George McClellan. Uh, oh, really? Anyway. I didn't know that. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just kind of a boring <laughs> detail, but just something that's uh, interesting. Um, yeah. And uh, basically I just always tried to show up everywhere with overwhelming force. <laughs> um, yeah. And then that was pretty much Bonebreaker, the, the brass stacks of it at least. <laughs> so and then the next character was Chen, who's played by John. So, and I think, I think, well, one thing I remember about he was like the laziest character in the group because oh, that, was, that was his um, that was sort of his flaw, right? Yes. Um, I made Chen and I made him the way he was because I didn't know what I wanted to do in the campaign. So very lackluster and not very ambitious, but wanted nice things. So took the flaw lazy and just didn't put much into the Kung Fu points, but I had a lot in poison. So. I wanted to be able to make him so we could survive. So, so if you wanted to fight him, he would just poison you if he had to. So that was kind of like my survival tactic. And he made it the distance to the end of the campaign. So it's not really much more. And, uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, so I didn't really <laughs> set any goals. <laughs> Same. Yeah, the next character was San, which is played by Sabrina. And so I don't know if you want to introduce the uh, San character. San was... Bonebreaker's twin. And it's funny because they were the exact opposites. Um, while Bonebreaker was driven <laughs> with a lot of force, San was just quiet and in the background, but ultimately followed most of her brother's orders. <laughs> yeah, she so. seemed like the like she was nicer than Bonebreaker, but she basically went along with the, the Bonebreaker yeah. program. <laughs> I was just uh, I was just really new to the campaign, so I was just really just feeling everything out. So she didn't have much of a personality, but she she just always had her brother's back, no matter like how much of an ass he was. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was and and the um uh that campaign too. I think that was like I was still developing a lot of the uh, the system during that campaign, and 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 the world was even still being kind of developed so like a lot of the stuff that came into the rule book like the this i think that was the campaign with chin wen right like chin wen the master of the seven talismans and yes and all mm -hmm. that stuff came up that was uh that was sort of you know as that campaign was unfolding that stuff was being introduced but, i didn't uh, know that <laughs> yeah no i mean i mean that was there like i i i had done it in advance but like a lot of times like you know like the like you guys like when we started that campaign the Leafon area was still pretty 
open. I hadn't really uh, fleshed it out a lot yet. And so I, as you guys, as it became clear, that's where you were going to be kind of going towards. I started really fleshing it out. So you guys were the first characters to, to explore that sandbox of the, uh, of the Lee Fon zone. And so the Ogre Gate in book, which is coming up, that's what that's going to be. That's, uh, that's why I'm having you guys on because it's just sort of like, these are the characters that, that helped shape that section of the world, uh, you know, by, by hook or crook. So, <laughs> but yeah, so, but I don't know if you guys had any general thoughts about, um, you know, like, cause you're in, that was the demon moon campaign. And right now we're also running the disposable disciples campaign. And it's kind of interesting seeing the differences, um, as you guys have gotten more used to the system, but also just maybe the, you know, the, uh, the different approaches that you've been taking. Yeah, I think um, one thing that I've noticed is uh, like now that I'm more familiar with the system, the, my characters are a lot stronger. So like that definitely enables some more things where I think at first I was relying more on just like, OK, this is what I normally do. And like I, I kind of feel like one of my strengths is like building a power base. So I was like, OK, I'm just going to like work on that and, and, you know, stick to kind of what I know. Um, so I think now, like in the current campaign, I'm better at making characters that are like a little more self-contained and kind of, you know, I also have a little bit more knowledge of what's going on. So, um, yeah, just a different approach there. Um, and also just trying to venture out and play different kind of things. Like I think initially I was like, okay, I can make up for a lot of shortcomings if I just have this entourage of people with me. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, I've kind of gone a different way in, in future ones, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys had any other thoughts, but that was one major difference for me. Yeah, with um, when we first started Disposable Disciples, I thought it was a play test. So I made the character, the first character, kind of just to try out different moves, try out different techniques that I had not tried out with um, Chen. So then when the sessions kept going and we didn't die, I'm like, I want to make a character with more of a goal orientated, and I want to explore different parts of the book. So that's why now Ong is trying to learn about Gu Shen because I guess I want to know more about Gu Shen and how it affects the world. Just trying to push the walls and feel out more of it what else that is in this world so this is what i'm doing now nice. did you want to say something sabrina i don't know steve i i pretty much agree with what steve uh said but i haven't really derived like gone I still make the same sort of characters, but in my opinion, I just make them a little better now that I know what I like and I don't like. Okay. Well, I mean, I definitely have seen big improvements in the selection of techniques. Like that's, that's like the most obvious difference to me. Like, um, you know, last campaign, you know, the, like you guys have basically found a lot of the techniques that really work and, and now, and the combinations of techniques that work. And so, <laughs> As a fighting force, your characters are way more uh, of like a wall, you know, where they face enemies. I can see That's... Steve wants to say something, so I don't know if I'm getting into his wheelhouse. Um, no, no, just of course that's always great, you know, when you when you're just mowing people down. That's always great, you know. But, uh... That's actually what I I did from the beginning was I like mowed through that that rule book as much as I could to learn as much as I could, and I tried to take the like the best moves. Okay. So my, my move set hasn't changed much because like I love weapon stride and like deflecting canopy and stuff like that. Okay. 
I think I think the one that I saw the the that got more use this campaign that made a big difference was the um uh the Blade of the Dancing Fox. That had it first. <laughs> but did you have that in the um uh, original campaign or was that the second campaign? Not in the original because I, I made her more like leg strikes. Okay. And, uh... Okay. Yeah, that was the other thing. I guess that campaign that though that group was a little bit more open hand technique focused. But it's interesting because like the 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 disposable not the disposable, the uh, the the blood of the demon moon campaign and this campaign those session logs, I, I was looking at my hits and those get way more views than like a lot of the other stuff that I've been posting on there. Um, so I thought it'd be kind of just interesting to have you guys on to uh, you know so that people that read it can get a sense of oh okay this is Bonebreaker and this is that character, and so in the other campaign. Steve, I know you've had a couple of uh, changeovers with your guys, but um, but uh, but Sabrina, you play Min slash Feyan because I've been yeah, kind she's of, had so many names. Yeah, well, it's been that I I so just so people know, I I sometimes don't pay attention to people when they're talking to me, and I will I will write down the wrong name, and then when I did the blog, I I wrote down I I, I thought her character's name was Min, and I kind of left it that way. But her character's name is Fyant, so I, um, I think now I've kind of corrected it, but I do it as like a, a backslash. Yeah. And, I still uh, want to change her name, even I don't know why I can't find a name that I think suits her. I mean, I would just say stick with the name, you know, just pick a name and stick with it, and then, you know, uh, and hope to get a good martial nickname that suits the character. Um, That's true. I'm still I'm still looking for that too. And John, you're playing Ong now, which is like our first gushan worshiper in the setting so it's like a, um uh, it's kind of been interesting for me because I've, I've been able to explore some of the southern territories that haven't been as relevant in previous games so i like the south well i like it you know the south the the secret to the south is it's basically like and i was talking about this in my last podcast it's basically like where all the journey to the west type stuff goes so it's 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 like where the wilderness exploration stuff like on a grander scale is 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 located and um and so i think that's been kind of interesting that you've uh and that's also i think that is your your second character as well right you had a um you had another character before on yes i had uh chow chow yep and he's the guy that became he's going to be in the uh the upcoming sec book he's the uh the one of the chiefs of the glorious death cult finally got what yeah. he wanted when i um when i made chow like i said i was expecting to not have the longevity and then when i did when we kept going i just didn't know what to do with him his goal was to become like first chief of bonebreaker sect because i thought that's where it ended when his sect got taken from him I'm like all right i don't know what to do with this character anymore and then glorious death showed up and it kind of went that way yeah and they kind of um uh that was kind of interesting too because that was another thing that i don't remember quite how that came up but as soon as it did it was like a light bulb went off and it was a really cool uh i don't know i like the glorious death cult or uh i'm I'm really looking forward to putting that sec book out um but uh it was funny too because the techniques and the things uh child learned from glorious death cult i don't know really follows what they're trying to do but i kind of took it in the aspect of how we play and i started like impersonating people and trying to get impersonators working like in um the DAC stations just to get an information network just because that's just how our groups always operate is the mass power so i was trying to fit it into that using like you know painting on the faces 
Well, and that's been kind of the constant in this, like the, the Sunday campaign has been sort of like how it's the theme is almost like how much can we shake up the setting? And, and, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a much more ambitious. Well, no, but it works because there's, I mean, that's like, 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 I mean, Steve, you know, this, like in, in like 25% of these movies, it's like some guy going into town trying to become like the number one martial hero. Do you know what I mean? Or like take over yeah. something or, you know, they're, they're, that, that's like a, it's like a trope. It's like a trope that you need to see if it kind of works in the, in the setting. It's not, it's, it's, it feels more genre appropriate to me than if I were running a fantasy campaign. And that was sort of the thing. It feels like it's more fitting for a, a Wuxia, uh martial arts style campaign. Yeah, I know for me, too, I always, you know, I know we've gone over this before on other podcasts, too, but I, I always, like, am not a fan of, like, story hooks, so I am always just creating my own. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of, I always just, I'm like, okay, I know where I want to go, it's just what's what's out there that can fill my you know what i'm looking to do and then i just kind of go from there yeah that's the i guess that's the other thing about like the anybody who's been following the session log probably notices there aren't like clear okay here's the beginning and middle end of the adventure path and here you know it's very um this party if i like i could i just know if i have like a, a guy come up to them and say like oh i need you to go find the gate and and, he, and like occasionally there will be hookish type things but i can even even then even when they're like even when they feel appropriate, I can still sort of feel like the the judgment in the room, and so I, I generally avoid doing them. Uh, but but it but it's it works for Ogre because for Ogre Gate I wanted uh, I didn't want that stuff. I wanted it to be way more character driven and way more um, about like the sandbox aspect of it. And so so it's kind of cool. Like so, but the but the the session logs for Disposable Disciples and for uh, the blood of the demon moon you're you're basically seeing that kind of party in action it's just like a uh you know uh i don't know what you would call it like the the it's kind of like a bad guy campaign it's like yeah what? that's a good way to put it no <laughs> no i'd say i mean well it's it's the stuff you would normally expect the bad guys to do that's what i'm saying it's not the stuff you would expect the 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 heroes yeah you guys you guys don't go around rescuing people in distress as much as you know carving out a place for yourself in the world that's sort of the uh the approach that you guys have taken which i think is way more entertaining on the i think that's why people like reading them because it's it's a very entertaining read on the the session logs um I think it makes more sense too. You've got like all this power. I mean, why are you going to run around? I mean, I just think most people, you know, like it's like, well, I think people relate to an opportunist type of person, you know, it's like, well, Hey, like I have the power of like a God. (laughs) Am I going to walk around saving babies or am I going to like, yeah. (laughs) No, and we kind of did that too. in Satorius too is I think anytime you do a system where like people can, can really assert themselves in some way like that, that, you know, you have characters walking into town and taking out the king and and setting up shop there. Um, you know, that's just sort of the nature of it. But so, that's how it works, though. If you want to make power, if you want to mass power, you have to do that. So, like you said, we're not really good guy theme, but we're not bad. It's just that's life. That's raw. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I would say you're more. Um, it's it, again, you're more like the martial hero types that are. Uh, um, you know, you ha- you 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 have the ability to do it, so you're gonna do it, kind of a thing. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve, you want to weigh in? 
Well, no, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, it, it's funny just on that note. It, with the exception of uh, the character in our in the current campaign called Crazed Raksha, I feel like the rest of us are all kind of uh, morally ambiguous, like kind of like neutral, or, or at least that's how I feel. Like kind of like, oh, whatever, I'll do things that suit me. Like I'm not afraid to kill people. and But like whatever, I try to minimize things that are going to cause me problems. And and the crazed Raksha guy is, uh, with the exception of him, he's more like <laughs> just wants to kill. And I think I think, you're, I think you're shifting a lot of moral blame onto <laughs> Tyler, who plays crazed yeah. Raksha, that, I, I, that I, maybe I, belongs I, elsewhere in the group. I, I'm just not even here to, to defend himself. Kind of on whether that's that's right or wrong, <laughs> I'm just saying from from my perspective, that's how I kind of view it. I view like you have these people that are kind of very middle of the road, and then you have another character who's kind of you know, taking techniques and stuff where he's like literally ripping people limb from limb, you know? No, so. well, I don't know. I, I'd have to, this campaign's a little different than the bone breaking campaign. I think in the bone breaking campaign, you guys were definitely the bad guys. <laughs> like they're like, you were, you were, you were, you were working with the, the demon emperor. You were, yeah, you were, yeah. No, he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this campaign, I don't know. It's been it's well. Number one, you guys have both both Steve and John have had two characters in this campaign. That makes it a lot harder to evaluate. Um, actually, wait, you've had three. Steve, Steve's had three characters. Yeah, that's so, true. Honest, so, so Bao Yang, I don't know how I would classify Bao Yang. Bao Yang appeared early in the campaign, and he was kind of a guy like if there was a brick wall, he was going to go up and smash it. But it wasn't like there was malice. It was. It was just that there was a brick wall on his way and he was going to smash it. Um, That's so, exactly it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know how I would characterize Bao Yang. Your second character, he seemed a little more devious to me. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think so. I think it's like, if anything, it would be like the opposite. Like, I just think my second character was just more powerful, but like, I think he was more just like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, this guy's a problem. I'll take care of him, you know, like just nothing's going to get in my way kind of a thing. Yeah. Was, but see, was... I, I think, I think a lot of people, when they hear somebody say that, that that's, that's what they think of when they think evil. Like, yeah. like... but I mean, I think it's all, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like I'm going around killing innocent people or something. It's like, yeah. I, I, and that's another thing too. He had kind of a code. He would only, he would fight somebody fair, like one-on-one -on -one, and he would like, you know, give him a chance. No, that's true. I mean, again, I think we're talking the wuxia genre. So I don't think the villain, they're not all like psychopathic killers. But, like, you might have, like, a really, you know, a, a villainous master who still has, like, a code that he abides by and and makes logical sense in his judgments. Like, I don't think I don't think that Silent Dagger was irrational. I just think that um, I don't know. He doesn't he doesn't leap to like hero is not the word that leaps to mind with Silent Dagger. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and villain true. villain kind of seems to fit the bill a little bit with him i mean granted he was i think he was definitely more morally ambiguous than um bonebreaker for sure um i view him more like a vigilante where he's just like Here, here's this you know like here's this powerful guy taking out other powerful guys like okay. <laughs> that's that's, how, that's how I view. So like yeah i'm just trying to get my slice and you know take oh, out yeah. other people that are you know also in the same kind of thing no, like was... too, i never even wasted my time beating up on people that were like worse than than him you know what i mean he pretty much would only fight people that were like as good as him <laughs> yeah i was you know, gonna say like you'd have your reason to do that and it was funny i think the best part is when you gave him like the option it was more like an ultimatum you can either do this or i'll kill you <laughs> you have the option yeah you, thought... you you did used to you did issue ultimatums like that it was the um you know like 
Like you, you would give them the option to fight you <laughs> or to join you, basically. Um, What's wrong with that? I'm saying, yeah, no, I'd say, no, no. He was just saying that was sort of like your uh, character's thing. Um, yeah, it was either you have the option of choice, but your choice is either what I want to do or nothing at all. It's, it's really it. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's an option. Actually, I should, I should, I should. Uh, I, I wish I could easily access my folder because I could go and see what his actual karma rating was in the game. But um, oh man, I'd love to see that. But it was through the roof. <laughs> Such a good guy, vigilante, only beating up powerful people for his time. But I went straight to heaven. <laughs> way past heaven, like you shot. <laughs> yeah, but but I don't know. I mean, you know, that's the um, uh, it's it is it is a morally ambiguous campaign. I think we can agree on on that aspect of it. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I guess uh, uh. Min Min hasn't been terribly villainous as far as I can. I was gonna say she hanging around you guys. She seems like this this goody two shoes that like. <laughs> but she. But I the thing know. is, she's not. She's not like that's what I was like. My next breath was gonna be. She's like. She. In relationship to some of the stuff that's going on, or like in that context, but. But I but I think like but she's still been on board for some pretty. But like she, she. Some she, of the stuff I haven't even been there for, though. My character was like in the south. Well, no, but didn't she? She took out a fan. whole bow. Remember, she went in and like. Remember, Tyler was calling her murderous men after the. I don't remember. Is that when I took out the fire stick gang? Yeah, you. Um. Yeah, you just went in. And well, you fought... to be fair, they were gonna murder me. That's true. This, there was there was there was like a there was a reciprocal thing going on. With so that. that's one of those times where like I warranted it. <laughs> I guess like, that's I'm not, fair. I guess Min's that's totally fair. not afraid to kill, but she usually has a like a pretty solid reason <laughs> for herself, at least. I, I would say the the big difference I I see a lot with like between Min and like some of the other people is like she doesn't mind like killing people, but there's kind of like she doesn't seek it out as much. I guess it's kind of like well, I'm put in this position like there's a conflict going on, I'm gonna like kill you, and I think the rest of us kind of like well, especially my characters are always like. Seeking out, like, okay, here's the target. Let's go kill this person, you know? Exactly. Well, she's also done more good, too. Like, she, like, helped little Bai learn how to read. And I remember beating up the scholar. What a noble act. <laughs> Threatening him. Yeah, like, there were, there were, some, there were some acts of altruism that, that uh, I don't think, like, like, there haven't been too many. That's it. There, it's the absence of altruistic acts that uh, is... is uh, like, men would totally do those things. Yeah. So I just... We try to find that uh, that beggar's father. That didn't go over well. Well, you guys are still, uh, and again, I people have to kind of follow the session logs to maybe understand the thread here. But like, the Min's character befriended uh, a, a member of this. Like, there was a new member of the sect who was looking to find her her who her father was, and she was kind of helping. And then, and then you guys got detoured into something else. Um, but you, it sounds like that's going to come back again. So, um. yeah, she's definitely Min's definitely one of my like my favorite character I've played so far. Like I love, uh, like the spirits and demons stuff, like all those rituals and like that knowledge skills. Oh yeah, that, well that's the other thing is her whole thing is she's like a, a ritual master. So and we haven't had too many yeah. characters like that in this party. So, oh, like I don't want to kill demons. I, like I want to convert them. <laughs> demons are useful 
they are. That's right. With the first campaign, too, we uh, made use of the Sand Demon and then the Demon under OV8N. So we did acquire quite like the Circle of Demons in that first campaign. And those guys will all be in the book, too. Those are um, those are all going to be in the Leaf On book. The, uh, the Sand Demon, the, uh, uh, the monster and his, his spear-tipped wife, and, uh, and all that stuff. Are they on good terms with Bonebreaker sect? Um, Brendan. I have to actually look because, no, no, the reason why it's confusing to me is because it depends on the campaign and I forget what I actually went with, with the book material. Um, so I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I don't think so. I think, no, they're not. They're not because the inn is still in, in your campaign, you guys destroyed the inn, right? Like you guys took over the inn. And oh then, yes. And then you, you allied with the monsters that were like under the inn and and uh in in this oh, those trees. The inn has not been touched yet in the uh those weren't our allies i know <laughs> it, it's funny in a lot of ways the demons i i found the demons to be more reasonable than uh a lot of other like human npcs like oh, listen like all right you just want to eat some hearts i give you some hearts and you're good you know <laughs> exactly that's probably more oh, like... you're compromising your own moral compass <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I think the way that I tend to run demons in these things, too, is I tend to make them as, like, kind of treat them like characters that just have their own goals and interests. So if you're not, like, causing problems for them and you're not on their menu at the time, then, you know, you might be able to work with them. So Yeah, that sand demon, I, I loved having that thing. I was like, quick, suck him underground, sting him. Yeah. Not only that, but when you deal with, like, if you are to deal with a demon in the campaign, there's no really, like, political backlash. And if you go after a leader of a sect, and then all of a sudden you could have a sect war with allies, a demon's pretty much on their own accord. So it's kind of easier to, like, go after them and give them ultimatums. Yeah, that, that there is the, the, the grudge issue that can come up when you're dealing with sex. I don't think you guys have too many outstanding grudges at the moment, though. So Not anymore. Steve no. normally uh, ties it up real fast. The other <laughs> campaign on my Saturday has, um, I think they have like five grudges right now. Um, oh, they have a lot. Yeah. They need to knock some of those grudges off. <laughs> well, they have a lot on their plate, too. Um, Sounds like the kind of thing where suddenly you're like surrounded by five different sects that have decided to That's work together. That's kind of happened. Two of the sects allied with each other, um, so that could, that could definitely be an issue. Um, but it's nine o'clock, so I'm gonna have to you know head out. So I think we'll we'll end the conversation here, and then maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll have another one of these soon and 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 pick it up. But um, but all right. So uh, so anyways, I just wanted to give people an introduction to. Uh, to the folks from the the original Bonebreaker campaign. Hopefully that was a little bit illuminating for you. And uh, we'll uh, talk to you guys next time.